All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bottled Up on Wiley Radio, and we're doing a uh, we're doing an interview this week as we usually do. So why don't you introduce yourself here, bud? Uh, I'm Kaz Grala. I'm 20 years old, and I drive in the Xfinity Series this year for Richard Childress Racing. All right, and it's these past 365 days. First and foremost, have been pretty crazy. I've been following along. I grew up in Massachusetts, and so hometown boys, we got to stick together. But <laughs> um, yeah, these these past 365 days have been pretty crazy. So if you can give like a summary of what happened from the beginning of the 2018 season to where you are now and how you got here, I guess that would be the perfect place to start. All right. Well, I'll even back up from there. In 2017, I, I was full-time in the what's now the, the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series. And uh, I won the season opener at Daytona and became the youngest driver in history to win a race there. And then that locked me into the playoffs and um, gave it a good run in the playoffs, almost transferred to the next round and had a shot to make the final four, um, but got caught up in an incident at Talladega that that killed our chances for that, unfortunately, and finished the, the season in seventh place in the standings. So that, uh, that piqued the interest of one of the uh, team owners in the Xfinity series and uh, gave me an opportunity to to move up into the, the 24 car that was at JGL Racing. Um, and that that was really uh, about my only opportunity that I had the next year um, sponsorship wise that that was uh, a, a, the perfect place for me and, and what I could afford to run. And um, so even though I would have loved to have run another season in trucks and, and cut my teeth a little bit more there, that was just where the opportunity was. So I, I decided to take it and um, and take that leap to, to move up to the next uh, division into the Xfinity series. So I did that. And had a really uh, successful start to the year. Our first five races went really, really well. And then unfortunately from there, things started to to decline a little bit within the team internally. The The team owner started to get sick and, and had some health concerns and, and a lot of money went um, towards his health, of course, as a priority. And um, so it made it tough on the team. And, and then after our 10th race together last year, that, uh, that team shut the program down. So what was a full-time ride for me turned into only the first 10 races. And then I had to scramble from there. So, um, I was uh, unbelievably able to, to get a program up and running over at Fury race cars within just under two weeks in time to make it to the 11th race of the, the series at Charlotte motor speedway and do the next few races with them. And, um, for, for a brand new team, uh, especially one on a lower budget than, than any of the top teams, we're able to go out there and grab a few top tens and even grab a top five in, in an old retired show car at Daytona last year. Um, so that, that was definitely a strong showing. And, and one of our strongest races was Michigan where we battled uh, for the lead with, uh, with rain looming and, and almost, you know, had the timing been a little bit different almost would have uh, been able to walk out of there with, with the trophy. So uh, the, the cars that we battled up front for the win there just happened to be Austin Dillon and Daniel Hemrick for, for Richard Childress Racing. And, and I think that's probably when I, I first uh, put myself on the radar over at RCR. And sure enough, that's, uh, that's where I was able to, to come for this year. I, I got some sponsorship over at Fury Race Cars for this season. Not enough to run full-time as Fury, so we said, hey, let's take it to an already established team and 
get the best results possible for our, our partners and uh, made my first start at Texas and then uh, my second start at Richmond and, and already got my, my sponsor, Hot Scream Spicy Ice Cream, a ton of exposure and, and they're really, really excited and, and energized about this partnership. So hopefully uh, I'll be able to talk them into to further um, partnership in the future this year and maybe even turn that into a long-term deal with them in the coming years. That, that would be fantastic. So it's been a great start to the year so far and I've got Dover coming up next weekend will be my next race and uh, I'll be able to give it a go again and see if we can finish it off. We've had a lot of speed in the first two races, but just can't seem to, to have the right timing at the end. We, we've been up front both times, just not on the lap that it counts at the end. So Dover, uh, Dover, we get another shot at it. Right. And yeah, you, uh, you mentioned that truck race at the beginning and I, I remember watching that race and I'm like, Oh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting race. I, I try and watch the trucks as much as I can. I happen to be watching that night and I see the wreck and my, the first words I was watching with my brother and he goes, Oh man, what a wreck. I go, that, that guy just won it. Like <laughs> the guy that went underneath another truck just won it. And you know that was that was really incredible to watch and like you said going through and you know those health concerns obviously would would take priority and moving on from that and really I I didn't realize it was two weeks that that team came from nothing to something and running up front that's incredible and being with RCR now that's that's quite an opportunity to uh because that has potential for advancement they've got cup rides they've got a lot of really you know incredible equipment that comes with a 50 year old team so and and like you said that exposure for a uh, hot scream i'd i've never i had never heard of the brand until i saw they were sponsoring you and i i don't know how popular it is out here in the midwest i haven't i haven't seen it yet i've been looking but i i, I have to ask and i'm sure you'll be happy to answer with the sponsorship implications how do you make a a cold product spicy like that and it seems like it actually was you know pretty spicy based on the videos i've seen of you and the the team eating it 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 is a little bit spicy it's just the right amount it's not overwhelming at all it's just enough to make it really interesting and tangy so um everyone's definitely gotta check it out and try it and i can tell you um some exciting news they are just now within the past week or two beginning to roll out nationally uh, in Walmart stores. And so as of today, they are now available in uh, Maine, in, um, let's see, in Louisiana, in uh, Maryland, and in Oklahoma. So um, slowly over the next couple of weeks, it's going to be uh, available in more and more places in Walmart stores, uh, in addition to uh, Acme uh, grocery stores as well. So um, really exciting opportunity for them, and, and uh, I hope to to bring as much awareness as possible to them so that everyone can go try it because I got to tell you, spicy ice cream, you just have to try it. You really can't even imagine it. It's just one of those things that you hear about it and think, I have to see what that's all about, and, and trust me, you do. Oh, well, I'm excited. You should partner up with um, Jose. He does a lot of the announcing. I'm sure. I'm sure you've met him a few times. He is all about the spicy lifestyle and it's it's you know it's a verb to him spicy to be spicy and so i'm sure he would absolutely love that that's a great marketing opportunity for you get with jose 
and <laughs> make something happen. But that's awesome. Maybe you'll see him at Dover this weekend. So how uh, how have you ever run Dover before in any other series? I know K and N runs there a lot. Yeah, Dover's actually been one of my best racetracks uh, always. I I uh, raced there in K and N, and my very first start there, I finished second. Um, and then um, in the truck race there in 2017 as well, I finished second right on Johnny Sauter's bumper. Almost had uh, a shot at the win there as well. So I've I haven't won there, but I finished second there in every series I've been in so far. So. Um, Second wouldn't be bad next weekend, but you know I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make that even one spot better. That's what I'm shooting for. So um, we'll we'll see what we've got. But I know RCR has, well, I mean they they've of course been good everywhere at some point. But um, the last year they were particularly strong at Dover. So uh, I feel really confident about our chances going in. And and as I said, it's a place that I know well too. So I, I think it should be a great combination. We should have a a good shot at at uh, contending for the win there. Yeah, and you know what? Third time is the charm, and with two second place finishes there, I'll be uh, I'll be watching, and I think it's gonna be. I think everyone should be keeping an eye on you, not not just for Dover, but all the time. But this is uh, I'm excited now. I I'll be driving by the track. I won't be able to stop in, but good. I want to say first and foremost, good luck. Try and get that win. It would be awesome to see an RCR car there in Victory Lane, and they just actually they just won earlier today, didn't they? They did, yep. They picked up their first win of the season. Um, so I, I'd say, let, let's hope that opens the floodgates. Let's go. Uh, let's go grab one next weekend, and then see what we can get from there the rest of the season. Um, the the better we do, of course, the the more easily I'll be able to sell races to sponsors and partners, and um, hopefully, the more you'll see me this year. So that's that's what we're working on and we've we've got a big push and big focus on the 2020 season as well i mean this year is a part-time season we want to do as many races as possible but really the 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 goal above all is to see if we can put together enough funding to to make a full-time campaign next year so um i i know rcr is behind me and wants to make that happen and certainly that that would be a dream come true for me so we're we're definitely doing everything we can to make that a reality and i'm i'm sure it'll work out talent seems to draw in the funding needed so it'll all work out in the end as things always do but we're cheering for you we're we're pulling for you and then maybe this time next year or uh yeah i guess new hampshire hasn't happened yet this year maybe by new hampshire we'll be doing that same interview in the same side hallway this uh last year and we'll be confirming your ride for next year who knows that that would be really great, hopefully. But so I I have to ask, with so much, you know, so many teams moving around, is that equipment that you were racing in last year with Fury? What what's happened to that equipment? Is that just you know sitting around in a warehouse now? Or it is. Um, it, it wasn't our equipment. We couldn't afford to to purchase it at, at Fury last year, especially with only a part time schedule. So we were actually. Uh, borrowing Roush Fenway racing equipment and of course for this year they've shut their Xfinity Series program down so I believe that those cars are still all just sitting there unused at Roush I don't think that uh, anyone has bought them yet um, so so for now they're they're laying uh, laying dormant uh, but that that was definitely some some good equipment we did some great things with it so uh, I'm sure I'm sure they'll they'll sell that stuff uh, probably in time to, to make it back on track for next year for somebody. Right. 
And and the reason I bring that up is I want to draw another comparison. Uh, with last year, like you said, Fury was sort of put together pretty quickly in, in only a matter of a couple of weeks. Now going to an established team with a 50-year history like RCR, how does that you know, change things? Even if you're running part-time, you still have access to, I imagine, all their simulators and equipment now that it's higher-end equipment that they've been running for a while and are now winning in. So what's how different is it going from a team that was put together so quickly to now being at one of the most advanced teams that's currently running in the Xfinity series? Well, it's a completely different experience. I mean, over at Fury race cars that we didn't have any resources or, or access to anything that I could learn from. So I wasn't learning unless I was on the racetrack that weekend at Fury over at RCR. I'm on the racetrack even less frequently than with Fury, but I'm learning a lot more because I can learn every day of the week over there. So that's what I've been doing. I, uh, I spend Monday through Thursday there every single week and, uh, I train with their, their trainer in the gym. We, we, I have a weekly time slot on their simulator this Monday. We're going to the, uh, the Chevy simulator as well to get some more, uh, some more practice. And, uh, they, they just have so, so much available to them over there. So, I can learn in between my races and, and come back stronger each time. And, um, and that helps build a rapport with the team as well. It's tough racing part-time there. Well, there's, there's a lot of different reasons racing part-time is really tough. Uh, but, but one of them is when you're new at a team and you're part-time, it's hard to get to know the guys on your team and get that communication flowing well with them. And especially when you've only got a handful of races on track during the year, you don't have time to waste with that communication. You you need to be working together well right off the bat. Um, and, and so being able to work with them at the simulator and spend time with them at the shop every day definitely helps that. And uh, I would say we got some of the communication bugs out of the way at Texas. Uh, and then I feel like Richmond was a pretty smooth weekend for us. Uh, our, our biggest struggle at Richmond was the fact that qualifying got rained out. So we had to start at the back. Uh, so that uh, that definitely uh, hurt us early on in the race, but but it hurt us at the end too because on on one of the very last restarts we restarted eighth, and that was actually because of qualifying getting rained out. That was our only start or restart of the day in the top ten. Uh, so hmm. when when you're rolling into the corner that much faster than than you would be if you're starting in the back on a restart, you you figure out how the handling of your car is in that first corner very quickly and unfortunately it took us by surprise uh neither me or my crew chief anticipated our car to be on the splitter and it was so we went into turn one and and we just couldn't get the car to turn and that cost us a bunch of spots so um we were definitely a strong top 10 and possibly top five pace car in the long run at richmond but uh unfortunately the race ended on a short run rather than a long run so that did not play to our favor um but dover it's a it's a blank slate. We 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 don't know what the speed of our car is going to be, but we know we've got a chance to uh, to to make it happen this weekend uh, coming up. So we're we're really pumped up about it, and hopefully this will be the race that that uh, we execute and everything uh, goes well, and and we can go out there and really turn some heads. Yeah, and Dover uh, Dover's pretty. I don't know if you consider it your home track, but it's one of the few New England tracks. So that's got to be exciting for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. I I would consider New Hampshire my home track for sure because it's only about just over an hour away from where I I grew up. But 
uh, Dover's still close enough where I will have some family and friends out there to, to support. So um, I, I know they're looking forward to it as well. Dover's always a, a fun spot. In my opinion, I think it's one of the best uh, venues in NASCAR as a spectator to watch the track because um, the high banking and the size of the track is just perfect for, for watching. And then you've got the the glass tunnels over the backstretch and you got the casino in uh, the hotel right against the racetrack. I mean, it doesn't really get much better than that. It's a really cool place. So I always recommend that as a place to come out and watch as a spectator if you haven't been to too many places before. Yeah, I've, um, I grew up in New England as well, and I, I went to New Hampshire for, gosh, this will be my 10th year in a row going this summer. And, you know, I went to Pocono, Watkins Glen, and all these other tracks but i never actually got the chance to go to dover and it's it's a track that's 100 percent on my bucket list I've, i want to go to every track but dover is right up there especially with the concrete and everything else it's so unique and such an incredible place and it seems like it's more of a of a driver's track you have to know how to run the track because the track isn't going to be forgiving at all to you yeah exactly uh it's definitely a place that that will uh, bite you quickly but at the same time if if you have a really good run there or a fast car it can be one of the most fun and satisfying places that that we go to all year so uh, I know every year I circle that race on my calendar is one that that I'm excited about and uh, ready to get to so the, this year is definitely no exception and that's awesome and I suppose this could have been from the start of the interview but growing up in New England and that area it's a lot of open wheel modifieds the sk mods and the wheel and modified tour and did you ever race any of those at places like stafford or thompson or any of those local tracks uh I, yeah definitely a few local tracks i mean i started out in go-karts right at f1 boston actually that was where i did the most races locally um but but i also i raced bandoleros and legend cars over at uh, waterford speedway in connecticut which wasn't too far away <laughs> from where i lived um, believe it or not, I never actually turned a single lap at, at Stafford or Thompson, even though those were really, really close tracks to me. Um, they, they just didn't end up on my schedule, believe it or not. But um, uh, I did spend a lot of my, my early days racing down in North Carolina, uh, since a lot of the teams are based down here. So I would say I've raced down south more than I've raced up north, but definitely early on um, up north was, was where everything was for me. Yeah, not many people realize how uh, the racing community up there is not as large as in some places, but it's a lot more dedicated than any, anywhere else. And I, if, I would be amazed if there's ever a weekend at Stafford Thompson or, you know, the Speed Bowl or anywhere else where the stands aren't fully packed to the brim and people aren't going crazy. And it's it's got to be incredible being down on the track. I'm, I've never been lucky enough to be able to drive, you know, in a race, but to be able to be down on the track and, you know, you happen to look up on the pace laps and just see the stands packed with people. has got to be in- incredible for just a local race. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's one of my favorite places for sure. And um, one that, that I don't have locked down on my schedule as of right now for this year, but definitely the, the one that I am hoping to lock down the most. So um, I, I've definitely reached out to some companies and will continue to do so until I hopefully sell that race. That's that's a big push that we're making right now. So um, we'll we'll see. Absolutely. 
And I don't want to take up too much of your time here, and I'm going to finish this off with the same question I ask every driver because there's always a story behind it, and that's uh, what, what's the first car you ever drove on the streets? Not a race car, but just your first regular car. Uh, my first car that, that uh, was actually mine to drive uh, was the 2017 50th edition uh, Chevy Camaro, which is really funny and fitting because this year I'm driving the 50th anniversary RCR Chevy Camaro in the Xfinity series. So, uh, that, that is pretty ironic, but wow, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. There's always some way that the first car ties back to, uh, the current point in everyone's life. It's, it's really incredible, but I just want to say, wishing you the best of luck this year. You're, you're always welcome to come back on bottled up and I'm sure we'll, hopefully get together at a track that I'm at this summer working media and we can just at the very least say hi and maybe do another interview. And, uh, you know, as I said, best of luck to you this season and finding something for next season. I'm, I'm sure it'll work out, but congratulations to uh, all you've done and good luck for what's coming up. Thank you so much. Appreciate the interview. Absolutely. Have a good one. You too.